Good morning. Welcome to the Be Connected Business Show. My name's Jason Wormsley, and I'm going to be your host for the next two hours. What we do on the Be Connected Business Show is we talk to business leaders and get a bit of advice for everybody that's out there. I'm very fortunate today to have Martha Mock, who is a super confidence coach, talking with us today. Uh, And the subject Martha is going to be going through today is confidence building uh, for women leaders. But it's not just about women. Obviously, it's about everybody. So I'd like to say welcome aboard, Martha. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Beautiful. And what we'll do, we'll just go into a quick break, probably have a little bit of music, uh, and we'll see you on the other side of this. Sounds great.
Okay, welcome back. As I said, this is Jason Wormsley on the Big Connected Business Show, and I'm lucky enough today to have Martha Mock with me. Martha's an industry-recognized confidence business coach with a global presence. She's an international entrepreneur and founder of Super Confidence Coach and specializes in empowering businesswomen to reach their full potential through confidence and achieving a balance between business, life, and relationship. Uh, I've actually been very fortunate to to have known Martha now just for a couple of months, but I'm I'm very intrigued by everything that she says. So uh, it's great to have you here, Martha. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Like I say, it's absolutely fantastic. What what I'd like to do, uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your backstory. So so to go into being uh, a super confidence coach is a very defined niche. How do how did you get there? I am someone who has been in silence for over 30 years. Someone that I have been told that I should shut up, put my head down and just be the woman, the wife, the sister, the partner that they expect how us to be. I refuse to do that. I have always been a rebel and I also went for a 19 years abusive marriage, been bullied at school since the age of six. And the hardest thing for me to admit was being sexually molested by someone I trust. Despite all of that, I didn't choose to go dark. I choose to be light because I believe that everyone deserves a chance and a support. And as long as we have confidence, we can achieve anything that we want. And that's how my path started. I started out as a makeup artist. I was running that business for 17 years. And the women who are sitting in front of me are the most insecure women you will ever see. Not one person would tell me that they like their skin, they like their eyes, my heart, my nose is high, my face is, is small, or anything good about them. All I can hear is that they tell me all the insecurity they have in themselves. So despite seeing that, we always try to make them feel better because it's about feeling good about yourself for the outside to shine. And I didn't know I can use this special quality that I developed in the 17 years of running my own uh, makeup business to be in the coaching world as well. And thanks to COVID, it was a blessing for me because it allowed me to open another venue. I've been a trainer for over 10 years in the makeup world. And now I'm training women and other business owners who want to feel confident and be confident from within. Okay, that's that's fantastic. So obviously a, a, a big pivot there from from makeup artist in, in into coaching, and, and I think it's great mm-hmm. that you've done that. A lot of people uh, had to seriously change their their business direction over the COVID period. Mm-hmm. Um, but but why particularly coaching? What made you want to be a coach? I have to thank my current partner for that. Um, we met just before COVID. And he's this beautiful, loving man. And he said that, you know, you're very inspirational. And I think that a lot of people can be helped by you. And that's what got me start thinking about coaching. And during my uh, trauma therapy periods, I did went for depression and trauma therapy. And my counselor actually said to me, you know, Martha, one day you could be a counselor as well. You can use your story to help other people. And I didn't know that could happen until when COVID hit, everything shut down and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? So thanks to my partner to encourage me to look down the path of life coaching. And when I finished my first life coaching course, I realized that, you know what, I want to be either a relationship coach, a success coach or a confident coach. And then he gave me this beautiful name of super confident coach. 
And I have to admit, for the first three months, I was a little bit nervous about owning that super confident name. And as time goes by, I realized that I don't need to be the person who's teaching Bill Gates. I don't need to be the person that who is teaching the top uh, entrepreneurs in the world. But what I can do is to start helping women leaders to help other business owners to realize that what they have inside and the confidence of what it can bring them. So that's how my journey started. Okay, and look, what, what challenges did you face when, when you started to become an, an online coach? And the reason I ask that is, is as we know, there, there's a lot of coaches popping up. Uh, and I know you specialise in, in training coaches. So anybody out there that, that is starting on their journey of, of being a coach, can, can you give these guys an idea of what sort of challenges you faced and therefore they're probably going to face as well? Definitely. As someone that who is English is a second language, I come from Hong Kong myself. I've been in here for 30 years, but I still have terrible pronunciation. I have terrible grammar and I have hardly any written English. The truth is when I went into the coaching world, that was one of my barriers, that I was scared of how I've been seen in the profession world. I thought that I wasn't good enough to be who I am. And just by doing more, showing more, and I realized that, hey, you know what? I'm not teaching Bill Gates. I'm just teaching someone that uh, who needed my help. And I'm only one or two pages or one or two chapters in front of them. And that's the kind of people that I wanted to help. Also, another thing as becoming an online coach is about technology. I have to admit that I'm a technology folk. I'm so bad with technology. I didn't even know how to use Zoom back in June. So all of that was completely new to me. And I remember I'm so grateful for all my friends and, and for their support. Because I think when I first heard about the term funnel, and I thought, so what is a tunnel? I keep hearing people saying tunnel, tunnel, tunnel. So what is a tunnel? No, it's a funnel. It's a way to actually drive business in and give you leads and how to use their phone to call and send message and just know how to send an email on their computer to learning how to do my own funnels on website, doing all of the things that I need for technology, such as uh, graphic designing, um, using Canva and using appointment system uh, automation, all of those. It is some of the challenges that actually holds coaches back because if someone who is like me, who are a little bit older, um, they find technology very challenging. And by giving them that support, that knowing that, hey, you know what? You don't need to be a computer wizard. You don't need to be an English teacher. You can still speak from your heart. You can still project your uh, image and inspiration. And also knowing that technology is your friend, not your enemy. That was the key for success for me.
welcome back. You're with Jason Wormsley on the Be Connected Business Show. I'm here with Martha Mock, Super Confidence Coach. And just before we have that break, we were talking about some of the challenges that uh, that people face when they're going into any business, let alone coaching. So, Martha, we went through some of the challenges that you came up against, and you mentioned you're you're a bit of a technophobe. And, and look, you, you and I have done a little bit of work over the last few months, and I've got to admit, yes, you are. Um, you're constantly <laughs> texting me. I can't make this work. I can't make that work. But look, what what would be the the top three challenges you think you faced in in trying to create that business model? First thing is language barrier. As I mentioned before, my English level is not at like uh, any literal level. So trying to actually express myself without making myself look like an idiot, that was one challenge that I have to go over. Second challenges was definitely technology because I am a technology folk, getting better, getting better every single day. But the first things that a lot of uh, coaches or even myself was experiencing for was imposter syndromes. Who the hell am I to actually share my story and who the hell am I to teach other people? And once we realize that we are just sharing what we know and using our knowledge to help other people, and in exchange, we are getting paid for what we do. Just like anyone who goes to get advice from any other consultant, get advice from even a doctor or going to the news agency to buy something, it's just an exchange. So getting over for that imposter syndrome was uh, a really another big deal too. Yeah, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying in regards to imposter syndrome. I, I talk to a lot of people. Uh, when, when you're in a position that you are advising people, sometimes you, you do question yourself. Mm. Um, so I, I can understand why they bothered you. But what sort of mindset did you have to generate yourself to be able to overcome that? <laughs> The first thing I did is I asked myself, what is my why and what is my purpose? My why is to help other people who help other people to stay out of what I've been for, to give them a choice, to give them a place to ask for help, because that was something that I didn't know I can do. I always thought as an entrepreneur myself that I need to be tough. I have that mask on thinking that, oh, I can go for anything. I don't need any help. Even I do need help, I will just figure it out. And that was one of the mindset that I always have. So to being able to ask for help was a big challenge for myself. And I believe that a lot of women or a lot of entrepreneurs out there always have this thinking that I need to look professional. I need to maintain that expert level. I need to be seen to be the expert in the world. All of that title weighs a tongue and it's so, so hard to actually get rid of it and realize that, hey, you know what? I just need to start jumping into the water and swimming to the shore. Whatever happened, it will happen. Yes, I will meet a shark or, or stingray that will stop me or pull me back a little bit. But there will also be dolphins and turtles that can carry you along the way to achieve the dream that you have. And as soon as that I make that switch of, I'm just going to jump into the water and start swimming to shore. And that's where my success started. I was very grateful of the success that I have achieved in the last 12 months in running my business from someone that who no one's known to someone who is a six-figure coach in a short 12 months time. So I'm grateful for all 
beautiful dolphins and turtles and all the sea star that carry me on the way. And I'm grateful for the learning that I got from the shark and the jellyfish and the stingray that stopped me or scared me because I learned what not to do instead of thinking oh I'm better da, 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 who the hell am I I just say you know what yes I'm not perfect and I'm happy and confident to be a confident mistake creator beautiful so look, I, I, I get what you're saying about the jump in and I think that's, uh, that that's pretty much the way uh, that most of us learn when we're trying to actually set up a business. So when you did the jump in, it would have been probably a very steep learning curve. Uh, and again, anybody out there that's looking going into business, whatever sort of business, is always going to find that out. But what what methods and solutions did you try to to, to solve? So as, as something came up, what was your mindset? And what was the methodology in regards to overcoming those issues? The one thing I learned definitely who helped me a lot was to ask for help. As I mentioned in my, my opening, I was someone in silence for over 30 years. I was told that I cannot ask for help because it was a sign of weakness. I'm a successful uh, makeup artist that is on stage, travel around the world. So how, how can I put that mask down and actually start asking for help? But as soon as I put that mask down and starting to ask the help of the people around me and help just come. And we don't have to be in fighting this battle alone. And that's what I have learned. I have learned so many uh, things in the self-development world. I have learned so many things in the technology things. And it's about focusing on what you excel in. So I know that my excel point is my confidence. Despite any everything that have happened in my life, I stay in confidence of being who I am. Being truthful, being authentic, that's just who the person I am in. And holding on to that and understanding that can help you to make that three millimeter shift because it's just that little bit of a shift that you need to get the help and get the support. And as soon as you ask for more, the more will come because the universe do always give you what you ask for.
You're here again with Jason on the Be Connected Business Show. I'm still here with Martha, and uh, we're having a really, really good conversation. And we were actually discussing uh, just before the last break uh, about overcoming challenges and methods and solutions uh, that, we, that we try to overcome some challenges in business. Now, I'm, I'm going to really throw you a curveball here, Martha. What did you do that didn't work? What what abysmal failures did you have? Uh, when you were trying to overcome all these issues? Uh, some of the things that I try is writing my first ebook. I was never dream of that I would become an author. I was thinking that my English is terrible. I can hardly spell correctly and I have no grammar. And because you've actually got four books out there, don't you? you got four six books. Now. <laughs> six now. Six right, now. Right, okay. Yeah. I got a few now. And the first one, I was just like, it was three months into my business. And I'm hearing people always say that, oh, you need to write your own ebook to get some leads in and things like that. I'm like, who the hell am I to actually write a book? Like I can hardly spell correctly. And then COVID hit again in Melbourne. And it breaks my heart to see the people in Melbourne who are in such a despair. And I say, you know what? I'm going to do something for them to make them feel better. So I've written this book called Don't Survive Thrive, Even When Times Are Tough. It was all those little posts that I did um, about uh, how I face each situation and just putting it together into a two-minute reads for them. And I think that was where I started. I still look at my book and I say, oh, that's bad graphic. Oh, I should probably put this into another way. But you know what? I'm not going to change it because that's how I started. That's how I find my confidence of being able to share my story. And I learned that now it's not about how intellectual you are. It's about how truthful you are when you're sharing your story. You could be someone that who have hardly any English or any hardly, hardly uh, any uh, talking skill. But as long as you speak from your heart, that's when people will resonate. And that's what it did for me. And it is because of that first ebook, it got me my first 10 Ks in sale in my business. Right. So it's it's about getting your profile out there. Yeah. Mm, it's also about just give it a go. A lot of people procrastinate in what they're doing. They're scared of being seen that they're not good enough. They're scared of making a mistake. For me, I'm like, you know what? My purpose and my why is to help people. I don't care if I got a swelling mistake. I don't care if my graphic is wrong. You know what? I'm just going to put it out there. And it's that taking action is what it changed my life. Instead of sitting there to procrastinate and thinking about it, dreaming about it, I just do it. Because I believe that I understand the difference now between 
uh, dreaming and manifest. Manifest is about having a step letters to actually go and achieve your dream. And a dream is just about thinking and thinking and thinking more about it. There's no action involved, but manifest is different. You work towards the goal that you want. So things will come into you to help you. Just like I said, the universe will always bring you uh, unicorns and dolphins and uh, turtles to help you along your way. Beautiful. So you you deal, you you are, as a super confidence coach, you deal with other coaches. So you help train other coaches, yeah? So yes. for the people out there that, that are listening that want to move into that, that coaching environment, what are the main things that you think, what, what are the main obstacles they're going to hit? It's the confusion and overwhelming because there's yep. so many courses out there. There's so many shiny objects out there. I'm guilty as well. I do have program that is sitting in my email that I haven't even opened that I purchased for a few dollars because there's so many of them out there. And a lot of coaches and program outside, they sell things in pillars because they want you to buy the next thing. They want you to buy the upgrade. For me, I find it quite sad because I feel like that why there isn't one course outside that can get you from the start to getting your first client and that's how i find my niche there because i develop a course that help people from getting started to going into getting their first client because it all started from mindset mindset and then afterward building your social presence understanding social media understanding marketing understand authority and i got all of that training from my back in my makeup business page um, a phase of my life that makeup business phase of my life because that's how i built up my business to be uh, the top 10 in australia of mobile hair and makeup artists so once i done that already i can use exactly the same formula into this business to help people to be recognized I'm not a social media wizard, but I know how to play the game. So once you understand that, that helps to create the touch point for your business. And then once you build up that, then you go and work on your program. A lot of coaches think that, oh my God, I must have a program before I start getting client. No, 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 no. When I first started my business, I just stand out as someone who can solve the problem of my client. Because I, all the knowledge that I have is inside my head. It's not in a written paper because no written paper will solve your problem because every single problem is an individual thing. So I was able to go in and step in and actually help that person. And I still remember the first client I got, she's from South Africa and from someone who was uh, clinically depressed to now, like, uh, we've been friends, like even after we finish our course, um, she become a district attorney in one of the two biggest political party in South Africa now. It is the difference and the benefit of when you have confidence into believing what you can do, all that goodness that you have inside and allowing it to expand. That's the difference when it comes.
So Martha, so your background with, with, with that makeup artistry was was very much a face-to-face environment. Yes. You've now gone into an online environment, which is great because it allows you to to go anywhere in the world with, with the product yes. you've got, whereas with the makeup, you, you've got to physically be there. How how has that affected you with any challenges from going from a face-to-face environment to, to pretty much a purely online environment? How has that affected you? I feel like that I do enjoy the human interaction, uh, but thanks to COVID, we understand that a lot of things is out of our control. So in the online space, there's a safety of knowing that all you need is internet, a laptop or your phone, and you can work. And I have been living a laptop lifestyle at the moment that I can choose whatever hours I work. I only work three days a week. Um, I can choose uh, to do like interviews or podcasts or a summit whenever that I'm free as well. It gives me a lot of freedom compared to my job before, even that I was only working two days a week and I was enough to actually survive me on a quite a good living living style. I do charge a lot. So (laughs) there you go. So, but I'm happy that I don't have to work on the weekend all the time. I can choose to now because that is one of the reasons why it caused me my marriage because I was never home on the days that my partner are free. So we were never communicating. We just live like a housemate for a very, very long time. And understanding that in my new relationship, I wanted to make sure that I have that um, that power into choosing if I wanted to spend time with my family or not. I remember when I did a priority list before, my family time is at probably about number 15 compared to all the things that I have, which is about 20. So it was quite sad because all I have in my life was just work. There was nothing more than work, work, and validation from other people, work, work, money, validation from other people. That was all my life. And it was very, very lonely and empty. And now with my current partner, he showed me a different world. He showed me a different way that I can enjoy life without constantly working all the time, without always worrying about money, without always feeling like that I need a validation from other people. So that's the benefit of having your own business that you can be your own boss. And even that I've been doing that since the age of 26. So I'm very happy of wanting it as my own place. And being online, the good thing is that I can talk to people from all over the world. It expanded my reach. I have clients from South Africa, India, Malaysia, Singapore, Paris, uh, Scotland, uh, Denmark, all of those places. And how beautiful is that? If it wasn't on the online space, I would need to physically fight 22 hours just to go to Paris to do a job, which I have done that before. But how many 22 hours can you spare in your life right now? So I don't want to be away from my family that much. So now on an online space, I can talk to anyone in the world in the time frame that I want to, and I just accept it or don't accept the time that they have. And that's wonderful because you have freedom and choice back into your life. One of the questions I've got is, is you are a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic processing. I've, I've also got my master practice in NLP. I, yeah. I've never, it's, it's something I use on a personal level. Uh, and coaches mm-hmm. use it as a as a coaching tool. Mm-hmm. What I try and get my head around, and I'd love you to be able to answer this question, being that, mm-hmm. that coaching 
primarily is a very kinesthetic modality. Uh, it's yeah. a touchy-feely. NLP yeah. tends to be done more face-to-face. How, how can you practice NLP effectively in an online environment? Does it pose any problems or is it easy to transition? It's actually quite easy to transition because NLP, a lot of the things is about how our belief system is actually made. We all have our own block, our limiting belief and a belief system that we have been learned from three things. How we learn personally in five, uh, in life, how we learn personally in life, how we actually hear from other people's experience and what we've seen other people from their experience. So based on these three factors, we created our own belief system and our own value system. Even that uh, in NLP face-to-face, you get the touch feeling as well that you can touch people to put anchor in them. But in the same time, even you are doing it online, you can still create anchors even uh, across the screen because it's about that energy transfer that you have uh, between that person. Um, when I'm teaching people about anchoring, like I would do exactly the same activity with them. So to let them know that they can touch a certain point on their body to actually create an anchor for themselves. So whenever they're feeling like sad, they can touch the anger anchor to fire up their new system to give them that feeling of i'm enough i'm good i'm good this is only just a naughty voice inside of me so to give them that power back and that's the power of nlp you don't need to be in front of the person to transfer the energy you can also do it in a, a space that as long as we can talk it doesn't even need to be on a zoom you can actually talk over the phone, as long as they get the instruction and follow it as you tell them, they will still get the result.
been missing I beg for some forgiveness But begging's not my business And she won't write a letter Although I always tell her And so it's my assumption I'm really up the So with your experience, any budding coaches out there or any new coaches that want to move themselves onto the next level, what would your advice to them be? Ask for help. Second thing is do your research before committing to any courses. A lot of the courses outside will promise you the world when you sign up, but they don't deliver. Definitely have a look at what sort of ingredients do they have? What are their strategies in it? How are they going to help you based on whatever situation you're facing? Because even for myself, the first course that I went to was not a waste of time, but it did actually sitting in my cupboard and doing nothing because it didn't align with my personal um, interests on tour. I don't like taking things out. I actually like helping people to solve a problem, not creating a problem and help them to solve it. So that's the different alignment that you will find in courses. And definitely find a trainer who cares about you, not being someone that who's just a transaction number, but as someone that you can see them as a friends for life. I have kept so many beautiful relationships in my coaches team that we are close net team. Anything that from learning to talk about exercise to working out what we're wearing on the weekend, we talk about all of those things. There is guy in my community as well. And they just put in their uh, input of being a guy. So that's actually wonderful. And that's the kind of friendships that you wanted to create in the community, not just someone that who will give you an online course, you just study it and then you don't hear from them again. But no, you wanted to be able to talk to the main trainer that who is going to train you and being able to contact them when you have an issue. Because it is that kind of support is what's going to make a difference in your coaching business. A lot of 85% of coaches do not make it over the first three years because they are lack of support that they're getting. They are choosing to be in their space and not asking for help. The more help they ask, the more feeling like an imposter they are and the more stressed that they become. But when you have a white mentor to actually guide you to the way, you will not feel like asking is a failure, but turning asking into a way of achieving and pivoting. And that is a mindset shift that we do as well. That's why I heavily invested in my course about mindset. Because once you have the white mindset, it will make your journey a little bit easier. Beautiful. And look, how, how can people that are listening to this that, that want to find out more, how can they connect with you, Martha? Definitely join the Network Education Invite. I'm on there. And we also got a session called Coaches Corner, which is a safe space for all coaches to connect. I know in a lot of forum outside or Facebook group that you are too scared to ask questions because if you ask it, what happens if your potential clients is there? And then you feel like, the, oh, I'm an idiot. But 
in the coach's corner, it is said to be a safe space for you to ask things that you don't know, for you to actually reach out for support because there's a lot of experts in the area. And just to get that little bit of help on what you're stuck in. When you ask an expert for a help, it will take them 30 seconds to explain it to you instead for you to drill on it for three days, lose your motivation and start progressing. So asking is the best too. So find me in Network Educate Invite or go on to Google and search for Super Confident Coach. I am the first one who comes up on Google. Beautiful. So, so Google Super Confidence Coach or go to networkeducateinvite.com.au. Martha, thank you very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and uh, hopefully we can get you back in later on down the track as well. I would love to have that opportunity. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a wonderful day. I'm at work.